Hey, it's Paulette again, and I'm honored to bring you another episode here on the Thriving in Chaos Project, now in its fourth season. I bring you resilient survivors, key resources, and experts in their fields to lighten the load and shine a light on the path forward from confusion to conclusion through all things divorce and transformation. So let's get started. I'm hosting a retreat in Belize. Some of you may know, but I used to live there. And Belize is a melting pot of culture that carries over into the food, the music, and the fun. It is the best of both vibes from jungles to ground you and beaches to heal and soothe. I lived there for many years and go back and forth between there and Atlanta because I can't get enough. My co-host, Tiara, visited me and didn't want to leave either. No one does. This is paradise, folks. My co-host here and I chatted about the perfect all-inclusive location for you ladies that are going through a pivot in your life and need to reset, renew, and rebuild, and we nailed it. We kick off with a three-day adventure in the luxurious eco-resort Kapal Tree in the southern Belize jungle, followed by three luxurious days on Thatch K Island, a private island over water oceanfront oasis in the turquoise Caribbean along the Belize Barrier Reef. Whether you're going through or just coming out of a divorce, especially with a narcissist, a career change, or you just want to get back to the parts of you that you haven't seen in a while, we are talking to you. Make note, May 4th to the 10th, 2024, and start packing. Space is very limited on the private island and in the jungle. Be sure to act now. We have a passion for leading truly transformational healing events from heart-opening, accessible guided meditations to connection-based life-changing tools and practices. We curate each moment with care and compassion to ensure every lady is taken care of from the initial registration to the final namaste. It's better in Belize. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thriving in Chaos Project. I am Paulette Rigo, your host. And about five years ago, I started this podcast as a resource for those in all things divorce, whether you're contemplating, trying to survive, or healing and transforming your life because of all things divorce. And today, I bring to you Maria Spears, just like Brittany, but no relation, has she's coached hundreds of women and men to overcome blocks to the love and life they want. Many people come to me about relationships after divorce. When is it a good time to date again? Is it okay? Is it not okay? How do I do it? I'm terrified. And I never know what to tell them. It's not my expertise but it's Maria's. So she joins us today. Let me tell you a tiny bit about her. 
She guides her clients through powerful transformation processes based on her training in professional coaching, dating, and relationships. She has an experience in psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, some of you might know it as NLP, hypnosis, EFT tapping, positive intelligence, and the process she's developed following her recovery from divorce and a broken picker that kept leading her to the wrong men. Sound familiar? So welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project, Maria. Thank you for your time and your expertise, and I'm so glad you're here today. I am so delighted to be with you, and if there's anything I can share with your audience to help them transition into dating again, that's what I'm here for. Well, let's start a bit with your story first. So, you know, it's not often when someone, um, forgive the expression, gets struck by lightning or wakes up one morning and says, aha, I want to be a dating or a relationship coach. I certainly wouldn't, but I, I know there's probably a lot out there. I don't know how many, but what, what's a little bit of your backstory? Why did you decide to do this powerful work? Oh, it comes directly from my own experience going through divorce. And as I was recovering from divorce, I realized how much of it were patterns that kept repeating in all my relationships in my life. So as I figured out what I needed to change, um, I also at the same time was transitioning back to a career I was doing in the past. And the people who were coming to me initially as, as a coach were women who wanted to break the old patterns of mm -hmm. that they kept repeating and mend their broken hearts so that they could the next time around meet someone who was a quantum leap, healthier and happier relationship for them. So that is what catapulted me catapulted me into that direction. And more than anything, I, I know that um, what you can, you could learn how to have a happy, healthy relationship. There are things that you can learn and it's doable. And I want people to feel empowered that even though they're in divorce now and they're trying to redefine themselves and move forward with their lives, that they're going to come out on the other side. They're going to find a happier relationship in the future, mm -hmm. especially if they stop and do the introspection and the inner work first. Mm, I love that you said that. And I can attest to that. Mo many people know that I am happily remarried close to six years now. And for people that don't know that, they think, wow, Paula, you went through one hell of a divorce. You know, that eight and a half year battle and a 12 day trial and a four year appellant court process. What would ever possess you to want to be in another relationship? And I don't mean, you know, going out for pizza or, you know, having dinner with somebody like going on a date, but jumping back into the fire, right, into another relationship is a, a very different thing than even feeling the courage to date. But when people come to me and they say, you know, all those curiosity questions of like, when is it okay to date? How do I date? How do I prevent myself from finding, you know, the wrong person, male or female? And I love that you work with men and women. It isn't just, you know, men or women, but um, dating is um, complicated now in 2023 and beyond. Uh, I think the more we get into this digital world and virtual world. And I don't know how many dating apps there are now. I've lot, I have no clue. And if we even pick a number, I bet tomorrow there'll be more. So why bother even count? 
it's it's a different experience than when I was growing up. Dating involved meeting someone, saying hello, sparking up a conversation, and someone being brave enough to say, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" or would you, do you want to go have dinner? You want to grab a cup of coffee? You want a glass of wine? You want to meet for lunch? Do you like bowling or, you know, want to go for a hike? But now it's a whole different world. But uh, so I have no experience in this. So let's start at the beginning. So what do you consider the steps or the criteria for someone that is either almost done, you know, or just done? Because sometimes things linger in court for a while and they're, they're still going through the process. I mean, mine was eight and a half years. So when you're, when you're going through divorce and it takes longer than a year or two, you know, your minds start to think about like, Oh, I'm trapped in this ambivalence or this limbo. So what, what are the steps that you recommend when somebody's out there starting? So I think there are two components to preparing yourself to get out there again. One of them is your mindset, what, how you want to think about the process now, um, and also defining what your goal is for getting out there to date. There are people out there uh, with very different agendas, you know, anywhere from I want to get married again, all the way to I just want to have a one night fling. Um, so you have to be really clear inside yourself on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for companionship, if you're looking for just getting out there to socialize again and enjoy life, are you looking for uh, someone who, you know, for uh, affection and, it, you know, intimacy? Are you looking for a long-term relationship? So just be clear on that and to be clear with other people as you get out there about what you're uh, trying to do. But the main thing is to um, use the time during your divorce and after to really assess who you are now. It's not the person you were 10, 20, 30 years ago when you were married originally. You, you need to have different dating skills uh, and relationship skills. You need to upgrade. You can't be using the skills you learned in high school and college before you were married. Things are very different out there. Um, and you want different skills because you wanna be able to, the next time around, as I mentioned before, make a quantum leap to something very different than what you've had before. Something that is what you always envisioned in the first place when you got married. You know, that happy give and take, uh, equal give and take relationship, that mutually supportive uh, relationship. It's your best friend. It's the love of your life, all those things. Um, so it's important also to know yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're gonna get out there, uh, know yourself and what you uh, need you know, what makes you feel seen, supported, safe? Um, because, yeah, you want to gravitate to different people. The thing is, is that all of us have programming in our brains from our early childhood. And it's set and it uh, guides us to specific types of people unconsciously. So this is why the inner work is so important during the process of divorce and after is so that you know what your patterns are and then figure out ways to break them. Um, mm. Yeah, you want to know that um, you want to establish boundaries for yourself, you know, knowing that other people have different agendas, you know, so it's a different world. It's not, it doesn't feel as safe as it used to, especially online. So you want to be aware of, you know, what to, how to keep yourself safe in those situations, meeting strangers. Um, because as you said, 
people don't approach anymore like they used to, uh, to ask you out for that coffee or that drink. They, it can happen, um, but it's less common. Uh, people are meeting at least a third of the time online today, a third of the time through friends and family, and then the rest is through their activities. Mm. So what I hear is that that mindset is so key first of like, why do I want to date? Like, what is it, what is it I'm looking to achieve? Am I lonely? I'm looking for companionship, a friend, dare I say, or, it, well, and that might be one of the reasons, not the exclusive reason, or, or, and, is it more for intimacy, connection, physical touch? Um, and, you know, I go back to those love languages, you know, I don't know if, you know, getting, getting into the psychology here, but is it acts of service and time and quality, um, quality time, not just time, but gifts and affirmation and all of, I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but like, what is it that you're longing for and needing, right? If you really don't have a clue, what is it that worked in your past relationship? Because I've never seen any relationship fail on every single count, maybe one or two. So there's got to be something you can pull from that. But then what didn't work and what is it you need to pull into your life? And and looking at it from more of like your values, your core values and your goals. So if you don't know specifically, um, I used to have my clients make a list of like, what is the um, uh, um, attributes, right? That you're looking for in your new partner or partners while you're dating and figuring it out. And it, it like, I don't know, like, well, that's a problem, right? So it's kind of like going to a buffet and only eating one food. You know, if it's a, I don't know if you've ever been to those buffets in Vegas that go on for days, right? Um, and and you and you're like maybe you just go for the pizza and you only eat the pizza. And that, that sort of defeats the purpose of going to a buffet. And that's kind of like what dating is about is being open-minded to a new experience and looking at a relationship and also practicing. You talked about those skills. Uh, I'd love to go into that a little more, like con conversation, being curious about someone and having them pull out, you pull out information or just knowledge so you can get to know them and not just, you know, what is that staring at the sky talking about the weather or politics or current events and get getting yourself into this um a vague conversation about nothing. Were you really looking to connect with someone? So I'm so glad you brought that up because I see that that is the major issue. And um, and also some people, when they're looking to date, it's like, oh, I got to find the new husband or the new wife right away. And I always get a little nervous when they say that. I'm like, are you sure? You know, you sure you want to jump right back into the firing pan what do you say to someone when they're really that urgent or looking to jump right into a new relationship immediately so this is where i say the mindset piece is really important really what the agenda you should be setting for yourself is i am getting out there i'm meeting different people to see what i like and what i don't like i'm practicing new skills uh, dating and relationship skills i'm finding out more about myself as well um, take your time, like give yourself three to six months to just do that. Mm -hmm. um, because I really, I also get nervous when I have someone tell me, you know, I hate dating, I hate online dating, and I just want the next person I meet to be the one I marry. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a bad idea. That is, that means that um, you haven't given yourself enough space 
and enough uh, consciousness, intentionality about what you're doing um, to really make sure you're picking something different the next time around. So, um, yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about those dating skills or relationship skills. Are they the same? Are they different? Let's dive into dating skills. What are dating skills? So dating skills are part of it is the questions that you ask. Another part that I work with clients on is um, delaying intimacy if you want a relationship out of it. Uh, this is where you'll be able to tell um, what the agenda is of the other person. Um, it's about starting out um, with a coffee first, a phone call first even, um, and then moving to a longer date or um, a situation where there's alcohol involved. So it's steps you take incrementally to uh, have boundaries for yourself, to know that you're staying safe and to not allow things to speed up. You know, if you are, because um, one, one type of person that's out there is the love bomber, for example, and they fall in love immediately with you. They know that you're the one and they want to spend every minute with you. You could get swept away with that, especially if you are deprived of affection and love for a long time from your, from your previous marriage. So um, you want to be able to really hold back and um, see what's right for you out there. Um, just get comfortable dating and being a new version of you. The other thing I mean about dating skills um, is how to know to go deeper as you get into relationships. But I'm going to kind of put that to the side because that has to do with once you're in a relationship. Um, the other thing is that if you were someone in your 40s, 50s, 60s plus, and you are getting out of a marriage now, that means that you probably haven't been exposed to enough information about the differences between men and women, how our brains are different, how we process information differently, and how it involves different communication skills in order to reach the same amount of fulfillment for each partner in the relationship. Mm. Well, let's shift a little bit to someone who maybe has found uh, somebody that uh, it's mutual. Both parties now feel like it's not just coffee or dinner and you've been dating. I don't know. What is the, what is the suggested amount of time? What is the suggested amount of time? Let's not skip over that. What do you suggest? In terms of before dating, you before you're, you know, considering yourself, um, what's the word exclusive? Yeah. Couple of months. Okay. Yeah. And, and the hardest thing, especially for women to do, like men date lots of people at the same time. They're comfortable doing that. Women are not. They have a hard time um, keeping the ball rolling with multiple people, having conversations or dates with multiple people. So, um, but you, you want to be able to do that as much as possible mm -hmm. and don't take yourself out of, you know, the dating pool until you really know what that person's goals are in life. Do your goals and values align? Um, are you headed in the right direction in that way? Uh, and also the most important is, do they make you feel as loved, supported, understood as your closest, dearest friends do? Do you get that feeling or is this largely an attraction thing? Or um, yeah, I, I, for me, those are critical to, to test for kindness and empathy for out the gate from the first conversation. Mm. You'd be surprised at how much you can pick up on, on those early conversations with someone. And how does that shift into relationship skills? 
do you take those skills with you that you learned in dating skills or didn't learn into the relationship or are they different? They're different. Um, different ways to continue to build intimacy with a partner and go to deeper levels. And there's some really great resources that I recommend. Uh, I have so a lot of them on my website, but for example, John Gottman, the Gottman Institute, they mm -hmm. offer wonderful books that provide exercises for couples to do to deepen intimacy and to continue to get to know each other. Um, so there are ways um, that a lot of couples probably weren't using um, to have their relationship glue, to keep them together. Uh, one is supporting each other's dreams and hopes throughout the relationship. Mm -hmm. That set, tends to go by the wayside, especially when people have children um, that they're taking mm -hmm. care of. Yeah. I write about that in my book a lot, yeah. all the reasons why couples um, divorce. And uh, out of the 21 reasons, it's one of them where you just don't feel like your hopes and dreams and visions are either acknowledged, supported, or they're highly criticized. So people kind of tend to not share them because, you know, there there's this uh, deep level of um, discontent. Well, if I if I talk about it, I'm gonna be criticized. So they just don't do it. It's so sad yeah. because we think that that's something that our partner, our spouse, our loved one, our whatever word you want to throw out there is going to be like, you know, embracing all of you, right? And then you, and we change. I mean, you think about how you were as a teenager uh, or a preteen when you start to think about, you know, dating and romance and, you know, falling in love and then to, to adolescence when you start dating and you have relationships and maybe you've got that first kiss and, you know, don't mean to be a hopeless romantic, but, and then, you know, you get engaged and married, but through that evolution, you know, you get to know your partner and you learn about them and you support their dreams and they learn about you and you support their dreams, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things. And you mentioned criticism, which is one of the four horsemen that John Gottman talks about. Mm -hmm. You're aware of. Um, and there's other ways that couples who stay together long-term are planning their future. They're kind of, they're a team and they're mm -hmm. talking about what are we doing this year? What are, you know, and they have a mission for their relationship. Is yeah. it joy? Is it creating family? Um, so it's multiple levels where they are doing things to keep them glued together and mm. both growing in the same direction. Oh, that's brilliant. I couldn't agree more. I mean, my husband and I do that consistently. We get out our calendars. We go through the week. What am I doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'd like you to attend that with me. And he'd say, I'd like you to attend this with me. Or like, you know, oh, I don't think I want to go to that. And he's like, oh, you know, like we talk about it. It's, it's a, you know, it can be a little time consuming, but it makes a huge difference people. And then we get out the calendar once a month and kind of review it. We talk about holidays, travel, vacation, the weekend, you know, us time, me time, him time, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, it is the most important thing in our relationship that we, we have a plan. I don't know whether it's all going to come to fruition. <laughs> That's part of life is, is also being malleable and fluid and not saying, well, you promise when circumstances change. So I have a question. Do you believe in love at first sight? I think it's, yes, it happens. Um, but I think um, I try to work with people to not overly romanticize. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge romantic, by the way. I do believe in soulmates and love 
forever. But um, it's best when you're starting out to be working with your heart and your brain, you know? Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the two of them fight each other. It's like one little dude's on this shoulder and the other little dude's on the other shoulder. <laughs> and this one's all practical and like, well, I don't know, you know, and this one's like, go for it, go for it, you know? So, and uh, it's like the devil and the angel screaming at you. So uh, it, it's, um, it's a delicate balance, right? Of finding the romanticism that we talk about, the 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 heart, the soul, the the feelings, the the kinesthetic feelings in your body of heart racing, you know, your pulse raising, and you get all excited, and um, versus the practicality of everything, you know, like. So how old are they? Where do they live? What do they do for a living? Do they have kids? Have they been divorced again? Do do I like the way that, you know, all they look and all the practical things, right? It's, uh, it's exhausting. I do not um, envy, but it's exciting. It's such a wonderful time. I tell people that, yes, it's scary. I understand you feel vulnerable, you know, putting yourself back out there, But if you do it wisely and you have the right tools and the right support and the right skills, as Maria is so wisely discussing, you'd be surprised once you can delineate people that you want to bring into your life, you want to, you know, affirm and attract and those that, you know, with those boundaries you mentioned that, you know, I'm sure they're a lovely person, but they're just not for me. That's okay. Not, I always say, does everybody in the whole world like you? I mean, I don't, the answer to that question is always no, right? (laughs) First of all, we don't know everyone in the whole world, but let's just say everyone that you know, does everyone you know like you? And the answer to that, right, everyone, I hope you're shaking your head if you're listening, is no. And that's not a bad thing. It's just called being human. So therefore, it's a similar thing as that not everybody is going to love you. And it's the same for you. You're not going to like everyone else. That doesn't mean that you have to be mean to them, disrespectful to them. It just means it's not a good fit. And isn't that what dating and relationships are about? That finding that right connection. So you mentioned the inner work, the work, right? (gasps) There's that W word, work. People don't like to work, but it is a lot of work. It's healing and transformational when you get through the stages of grieving, which one, two, three, four, and five. And and then all of a sudden you get to stage six, which is a whole nother author. And that's what is the lesson, what is the lesson, people? And the lesson is, what did you learn? So you don't ever need to call Paulette again. Mm-hmm. I don't like repeat clients, nothing personal. But if I work with you, I really don't want to ever have you call me again and say, I need you again, right? right. Um, I'm not that repeat. I'm not like a hairdresser that you're going to see every six weeks or five weeks. <laughs> you know, hopefully, you, you know, hopefully I'm one and done with people or or not. Whereas, uh there are many other professionals, such as counselors, relationship that that work with peer, people over a long period of time. And there are definitely some cases that I work with in mediation and trials and appeals and cases that a long time. But I don't I want this to be a short money saving, knowledgeable experience. And then I say, OK, you're graduating. Yeah. Off you go into the wild blue yonder. You're in it. It's like when the baby bird flies. You know, it's like that sad day when mommy and daddy bird are going, oh, bye. And then, but it's another day of like, thank God, 
Mm-hmm. We've succeeded. They're not going to be stuck in the nest for the next, I don't know, years. So, yeah. so now you've got this person that started dating again, and they maybe have a few trip ups or failures, or maybe a success here and there, but they're really starting to get down on themselves or, or they give up, right? How do you keep somebody engaged as a coach where they feel like all of those experiences were worthwhile and a lesson learned, and they're slowly kind of walking up the ladder and they're not just um, giving in, giving up or throwing in the towel. How do you keep them from giving up? So we work on their mindset quite a lot, just like an athlete who's trying to run a marathon, right? It's more important than the physical training that they get. Um, So I help them take from each experience what they learned, what they learned about themselves, what they learned about what they want, and then take that forward. Um, The mindset for them is that they are um, collecting from their past, like golden nuggets that help them build a treasure in their future, that help them create the relationship they want. I ask them to be kind scientists because they will get down on themselves and help them go back to um, a place of self-love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. A big thing that happens with uh, people who come out of divorce, and and I'm sure you've seen this too, is a lack of self-forgiveness. Um, that, yeah, that kind of energy keeps us from attracting the right person, the kind that we want. So we work on those things. Um, I take them back to what gives them joy. And this is one thing I want to mention about wherever anyone is in the divorce process, the best thing you can do for yourself besides the inner discovery, we'll call it discovery, not work, um, (laughs) is, yeah, is to go out there and find what gives you joy. It's or rediscover what gives you joy, because this is going to light you up from the inside out, and it will allow the right people to start gravitating to you when the essence of who you are is magnified out there in the world. You know, they're like ships out there in the ocean, and you're a lighthouse that's guiding them in. Yeah. So, so we focus on that. Their self care is uh, important. You know, if they're getting to a place where they're really getting discouraged, we back off. You know, we back off for a week or two from online dating, for example, we get them off the apps and focused on other areas of life. So those are some of the strategies that we use. Mm. I love how you called it, um, uh, not work, but discovery. Mm-hmm. Right. Curiosity. And um, I mean, I've done a lot of work in this world. Some people know all about my background in wellness and being an, an ERYT 500 macrobiotic chef, Ayurvedic consultant, yoga teacher, trainer, birth doula. You know, I've hung around the wellness world a lot. So um, I'm, I've studied a lot in the four desires and dharma and purpose and calling and longing. And I often ask people, what do you love? What brings you joy? What brings you bliss? What's your purpose? Who do you want to help? And they stare at me like this. No, that's you're watching. If you're listening to the audio, I just had looked like I got hit by a truck, but um, they don't know. And it, it makes me so sad because, you know, that is why you're here. Everyone, the divorce is not who you are. It's a chapter in your story and use it to your benefit. What did you learn from that horrible or not so bad experience? I have to admit, not every divorce is horrible. Some are more horrible than others. There is no um, meter. (laughs) You got a one, somebody else got a 10. They're all unpleasant. You know, anytime the dream 
that you we all had walking into this marriage, this union, this relationship where we everybody wants it to work, whether you're naive or blind or or completely aware of of the propensity of the likelihood of that based on your age and how much homework you've done and invested in that relationship and nurturing it. It, it is what it is. You made the commitment. You've got the ring on your finger. You're walking the walk and in the relationship. But if, it, if there's a pivot and the relationship somehow gets derailed, you're still in that relationship for a purpose and take a lesson with you so that you can date with dignity and wisdom. Don't take that baggage, that steamer trunk, the Louis Vuitton steamer trunk, you know, the ones I mean, those massive, ridiculous steamer trunks like kids go to camp with. Don't bring that to the date. You know, that's your responsibility. As Maria said, you've got to do the inner discovery. And if you don't know what brings you joy and bliss and makes you giddy, then you, in my opinion, and I'm not the relationship coach, but I see it in my world, you're not ready to start dating. Yeah. And that's okay. I want to say mm -hmm. that it's okay to be wherever you are and it'll, you'll be tempted to look at what your ex is doing and how they moved on with their life or what everyone else is doing. But where you're at is your life journey. It's your love journey. And yeah. there's a purpose for it. And it's okay. You are okay. You're going to, as long as you keep looking at where do I want to be? It may be hard where you're at right now in terms of you may be in shock trauma. You may be in the middle of the hurricane right now, and it, it'll be a while before you step out of it and get your sea legs again. Mm. But give yourself that space and time to do that. Because if you slow down to do that, you will go faster towards your goal than you imagine. A lot of people want to just race out there and make it happen, you know, uh, their dreams. And that's actually going to backfire and they'll slow them down. They're going to backtrack if they do that. And remember, everyone, there's no rush. Mm -hmm. uh, it it uh, isn't a... Um, you don't get a blue ribbon for being first to the finish line of the, the person that remarries the quickest, right? So it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. You got to take your, take your time. And you got to remember the statistics are even worse for second and third marriages for divorce rate. So why people jump back into it quickly, not or farewell knowing that the divorce rate is higher for second marriages and even higher for a third marriage is not a wise thing. Now, I'm not going to hold you to know, oh, giving us the top five, but are there apps or platforms that you find more successful or more uh, a better user experience, as they say, in the uh, AI world? What is the better user experience? Do you have some favorites that people love? I do. Um, and it depends on your age range too. Of so course. Hinge is wonderful for 30s, 40s, early 50s, um, because it asks questions that allow people to really show their personality. Um, and you can be quirky, you can be yourself in that, you know. Uh, Match is still for me, number one for all age groups, because it has the largest database. It allows you to have a long essay to write anything you want about yourself there are there are the fewest limitations plus you can do use their uh, phone chat and their video chat so that means you don't have to give your own phone number if you don't want to mm -hmm. and there's a there are safety features built in and you mentioned earlier safety first safety first safety first right so 
that going to a public place and having coffee and maybe a place where there isn't alcohol involved where you you have a either an exit strategy or you know if it doesn't work out you don't feel that you're vulnerable for a ride and all that so um yeah that's a big issue too so hinge for 30 to 50 and match for all is there any are there any others or any more I mean, some people have specific criteria. So mm. if you're Jewish, you want to meet other people in the community, J-date. Um, if you are a Christian, Christian mingle. Um, I, I tend to advise, my, my clients are tend to be 50 to 70s. And okay. I advise them to stay off the uh, apps that are for silver singles, for example, or it's our time. Um, yeah. And why is that? Because I find the same exact people already on match. <laughs> oh, okay. Except maybe the pool is smaller and the app doesn't allow you to learn as much as you would want to know about mm. them. There you go. There's your answer, everyone. Stay off the um the very niche one. So you would think like specifically a niche site would give do a lot of the homework for you, right? Like you can eliminate, and I'm sure there are filters, but then on the other hand, you you said that it eliminates the pool or it gives you less of a um, chance or opportunity in which to meet a type the type of person that you're likely interested in. Yeah, you um there are web there are some apps that allow you the best chance to meet the right people. So I always advise though, to use more than one app. If you're out there actively dating and you really wanna meet someone, you're at that stage, um, I would advise more than one app. But also, okay. I also advised a balanced plan for meeting someone. And that includes a third of your time is based on doing things you love and getting out there to meet more people. Uh, and for example, my favorite thing to recommend is pickleball because it's co-ed, it's everybody's out there doing it today. It is fun. So when you're out there being casual and fun, you're easy to approach. So that right there, you know, takes down barriers. And um, anyway, so you just think about where you enjoy being and follow that as well. Mm. Well, to everyone listening, Maria also has a free list of the 10 steps you can take now to find the love of your life. So I don't know how enticing that is to you, but if I wasn't remarried and I was looking, I would want that list. So you're going to have the opportunity to download that list. The link will be in the show notes. And Maria, what's the best way for people to learn more about you, your story, your services, your coaching, your tips, all of the, the goodies that you have for everyone that's in this world of relationships and dating? I definitely recommend the first stop being my website to click to the blog and resources page. And you can get started there, uh, listening to interviews I've done. Um, what I, I lay out a lot of tips and exercises for you in my blog. Yeah, that's the best place to start. Okay. And of course, there's social connections on LinkedIn, for example. And again, it's Maria Spears, like Brittany, but they're not related. So listen up, everybody. If you are just starting to contemplate the dating world again, don't lose hope. There's strategies and goals and tips and skills. And yes, maybe a tiny bit of work, but we're going to call it discovery and curiosity. Try to see it as something positive, 
It's yes, it's a responsibility, but it's also a privilege that you have. It's a fresh start. So take this as a wholehearted opportunity to make that change and um, get off the couch, meet people, put yourself out there and enjoy a whole new chapter of your life. It's worth it. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, everyone. And until next time, you got to keep thriving. That's the way you do it. Thanks for joining me today. If you were inspired by today's episode, please share it with a friend or a loved one. My hope is you feel empowered to take some action, no matter how big or small. Action that allows you to step out of the chaos and thrive on your own terms. If this podcast added any value to your day, please review it on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Keep thriving in the chaos.